It all begins with our mission. Working together, Capel Independent School District is committed to creating profound learning experiences for each child while nurturing meaningful relationships to positively impact our world. Excellence is happening all around us in public education. What makes CISD stand out are the fundamental beliefs we value. Great teaching, redefining success, collective engagement, and authentic relationships. Today, we take a deeper look at one of these core values and speak with an individual who personifies a deep connection with that value and brings it to life in everything they do. They are the true example of what it means to be stronger together. I'm AJB, encouraging you to join us on our journey. Listen as we turn the page in our CISD story. What's up, everybody? I'm Adam Bennett, representing the communications and community engagement team. Thanks for tuning into the Capel ISD's We Value podcast. One of my favorite educators ever is Mr. Fred Rogers. He was so amazing at what he did because he knew people wanted to be seen and wanted to be heard. He was able to sit down with an individual, meet them where they were in their life, and just listen to their stories. As humans, we all want two things. We want to be needed and we want to be known. In Capel ISD, there are many individuals who make you feel both of these things, but there is one special person who makes you feel above the rest. For me, the first time I met this incredible woman, I was blown away that she knew my name and she wanted to give me a hug. She made me feel like we knew each other for years. I am speaking of none other than Coach Laura Springer. Hey, Coach. How you doing, Adam? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Just to start off, um, I always like to ask um, our guests what their CISD story is. Like, where where did you start? When did you come? All that jazz. Adam, I came to Coppell ISD in 1985. Um, when I got here, we were a 2A school with about 200 and something kids in our 9th through 12th grade school. And we pretty much knew everybody in town and everybody knew everybody else. And you could call a parent and they'd be up to school in a few minutes to help you with anything that they needed to do for their child. Um, started there as a coach, girls basketball coach. And then I coached also girls uh, track and over the years, pretty much every girl's sport except volleyball. And then um, also I started as a science teacher, as a biology teacher, and then eventually moved to a health teacher and then became uh, health and adaptive PE. So I got to work with my kids with special needs, which I loved immensely. Uh, and then uh, over the years, uh, I loved coaching and enjoyed being a girls coordinator for a while. And it was just great. And then I decided I wanted something different. I wanted to impact more than just a small group of girls and their programs. I wanted to impact uh a lot of kids. So I went and got my uh, certification to become an administrator and I became an assistant principal at Coppell High School and served with Jimmy Spann uh, for about six years and then went to uh, Coppell Middle School East, opened up a uh, job and I went there and became a principal of a middle school with, for 12 years and loved middle school kids. It was what a refreshing experience. And then um, the job came open at Coppell High School and 
Mr. Hunt says, I need you. And I came running because I love Coppell High School. It's where I started my whole career here. And I love this place and I love these kids and I love the ability to reach their lives right before they go off and start their world. Love it. So today we're going to um, touch on the relationships in the district. For those of our listeners who are unaware of what our core value of relationships is, this is what it states. We value authentic relationships. When we invest in each other, we learn and flourish. So this is where I really think um, the district shines. You know, when we, during our strategic design process, when we landed, on this core value, I got so excited. Um, you would think that this value wouldn't be hard for some people, but it really can, I mean, this can make or break somebody. Why do you think it's so important to make people feel worthwhile? You know, I don't believe you can be a true educator if relationships are not the basis of what you're doing. I'm a firm believer that kids do not know, want to know what you have to say and teach them until they know you care about them and that you want to have an impact in their life of knowing them as a person uh, before you know them as a student in your classroom. So relationships have been key to me. It was a relationship that made me become an educator. Uh, Coach and his wife took me in. I had a really hard, hard youth. And uh, so it was awesome that they cared enough about me to reach out and give me a home with them when I was a teenager and love me through the hard times and make me a better person. And so my vow, Adam, was that I am going to pay it forward. I'm going to be there for kids. I'm going to show the ones that are broken, the ones that are whole, the ones that uh, need somebody in their life to just look at them and say, I love you where you're at and who you are and exactly how you were made. And I don't think we have enough educators willing to do that. And I think those that do are the difference makers in life and difference makers in what we do. So relationships need to be at the core. I was so, I'm like you. I was so thankful when we made it a core value. I wanted to say, yes, that's what it should be. That is one of the main core values. Uh, and it will always be a core value of my life. You know me. I'm a hugger. I want to hug you first. And, uh, you know, if I see a kid and, I, and they're coming down the hall and it looks like they're just having a horrible morning, I say, I just walk up and I say, hey, I just want to hug you and tell you I love you and hope you have a wonderful day. That's what we should all do. We, we lift these kids up. We take them to a place of love and then we take them to a place of learning. Yeah. So talk to me about in our one of our advocacy days, you talked about how lunch was um, one of your favorite times to actually go up to a to a student or to a faculty member. Can you talk a little bit about why that is? You bet. I think that's the time you really see kids for who they really are. You know, in a classroom, I can be quiet. I can I can be a church mouse and hope you don't see me. Or I can be boisterous and crazy because I want attention. But when I see kids in the cafeteria, uh, that's pretty much they're sitting by the people that they most relate to or they're sitting by themselves. So uh, for me, especially those kids sitting by themselves, I like to just go plop down and start a conversation with them, you know, find out what they're doing. If I, if I find out they really don't want me there, I, I just I just say, I, I just wanted to stop by and just tell you, I see you. I'm here. If you need me ever, I, this is who I am, and this is how you can find me. Uh, and I just think more teachers need to take their lunch down to the cafeteria and sit around some kids. You learn so much. You laugh a lot. You They come up, and then they realize, hey, this person really cares about me. They're seeking me out, and they want to know more about me. Uh, it just opens so many more doors, but it also tells you who they run with. It tells you uh, many things about uh, the needs that they have that they could never voice, but you see it through uh, through their, their actions and who they're with and what they're saying uh, in conversation. So it's a great opportunity to build relationships with kids. So 
I really, I just absolutely love that because, you know, if you listen to our last podcast, um, Catherine was saying how much she hated lunch, you know, and she talked about you in that, that, that you were one of her, her saving graces. So I want to talk about something that I feel has been completely lost in today's society, and that's empathy. And I want to read you one of my favorite quotes, and I put it on social media all the time because I, I really feel like we need to step up as parents, as educators, to really instill this in our, in our students and in our, um, you know, our children. So this is what it says, and it's um, from a writer and performer. His name is Dylan Marin, and I quote, Empathy is not endorsement. Empathizing with someone you profoundly disagree with does not suddenly compromise your own deeply held beliefs and endorse theirs. Empathizing means that I am acknowledging the humanity in someone who was raised to think differently from me. So what are your thoughts on this? Why do we, as people, automatically jump to conclusions first instead of learning about someone's story. You know, I tell our kids here all the time, Adam, and I, t- I tell every educator I can that I ever worked with, uh, you lose so many beautiful and amazing relationships with kids because you put them in a stereotype or you put them in a box before you ever get to know who they are and assume you know them by what they're showing you on the shell on the outside. Uh, to really know a kid, you got to get past that outer shell that may be there because of adults or people in their life who have broken them along the way and see who they are underneath that surface uh, that they have and realize that if you go there and if you want to build a relationship, you're going to accept them for who they are. You're not accepting them so you can change them. You're accepting them so you can hear them and learn from them and grow from them and seeing that we have other sides of cultures. We have other sides of of people who uh, think differently than we do, as you said, and who want to live differently. And like different for me is better for us. But to get outside of our so staid uh, mindsets of what we think has to happen, we, we open those doors and we become empathetic. We become caring. We become people who realize that because you choose to dress differently than me does not mean there's something wrong with you, that I need to judge you, that I need to put you uh, in this category of people. What I need to go, you know what I tell a kid when they walk by? You look amazing today. You know, I wish I wish I looked half as good as you do in that outfit. I said, people would laugh at me if I wore that outfit. And it always makes them just stop and stare at me for a minute and it opens that door. Or let's say I've got a kid and, and you know, they, I hear somebody teasing them because they may be gay or because they may uh, be radical or whatever it may be. You know, that just infuriates me. And I always go up to those kids and I say to them, really? We want to judge? Are we looking at ourselves inside before we look at somebody else's outside? I said, because really, you need to clean up that inside before you get to judge on the outside, because these people, you don't even know them, and you're automatically giving them a category that you think they are of what they should be. How sad we are about categorizing people and categorizing uh, what they wear, uh, who they hang out with, Uh, what they do. And you know what? I love the broken kids, Adam. I love them. I seek them out. They make my life better by getting to know them. And they're usually the ones, um, let me tell you this big story, Adam. I'm sorry. I know I I diverse. No, I love it. Please go. I had a young woman that uh, was at our school and she was, you could tell she was a very angry young woman and she's a big old strong baby girl. And she would come to school in Gothic 
I mean, like as gothic as she could get. And she would, uh, she wanted to get a reaction out of people. And so she would march down the hall, just daring somebody to look at her, daring somebody to say something to her. And every day she would pass me, I would smile at her and her, I'd say her name and I'd say, good morning. I just want to tell you, I hope you have a beautiful day. And she would look at me with this scowl, like you've got to be kidding me, lady. And she would walk past me. And I just kept doing that. I kept doing that, kept doing that. Uh, and one day she wanted, she wore something very inappropriate to school. And so I had to go up and I say, can I talk to you? I said, hey, I bet this is a great outfit for the weekend. I said, can you just save it for the weekend? Because these people here, they're not going to understand this outfit. And we're going to have to abide by the rules while you're here. And so, I mean, she, she said, yes, ma'am. And uh, that stunned me that she said, yes, ma'am. And she went and put a, sh a shirt on and we were good for the day. And we kept doing this, kept doing this. She graduated. I, I told her I loved her. I, I wanted to wish her the very best. Adam about, uh, it's, that has been about, oh, I'd say it's been about 18 years ago. And about a month ago, I get this invitation on Facebook for somebody and I see the face and I think, my God, I know this person, but mm -hmm. they're in this beautiful white wedding dress. And I'm thinking, who is this? I have no idea who this is. And so I, I wait and I'm thinking, should I accept this or not? And all of a sudden I get an instant message. It pops up and, and the girl's name that I had told you about uh, was on this instant message. And so I open it up and she says, she said, Miss Springer. She said, you just got an invitation for me on Facebook and you're not going to recognize me because I'm in a white wedding dress and all you've ever seen me in is goth. And she said, I just needed to tell you that I love you. Thank you for always saying hello to me, no matter what, for accepting me for who I was, for understanding at that time, that's who I needed to be to survive my home life. She said, I have met the man of my dreams. He's somebody I want you to meet one day. I hope to bring him by Coppell High School. I heard you're back and I want to introduce him to you. And I just want you to know that if more people would get past that surface look of kids like me that are hurting so deeply and tell us that they love them, uh, the world would be a different place. I'm telling you, Adam, I cried like a freaking baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, it almost broke me. But I thought how sad, how true how true that is, that we are so busy worrying about judging kids and putting them somewhere that we miss out on just loving them and getting them through whatever they're going through because they're going through something. So let them, or maybe they're not, maybe that's who they are and let's accept them too. Because I had the best drag queen young man in my class that came to prom as Marie Antoinette. And he may have been the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in my life. And he is now in New York doing makeup and for rich artists and, and making a killing. And he's still the most beautiful man I have ever seen in my entire life. And he rode the bus with me. And there was some, I was driving the bus at the time and kids would bully him. And I just, I, I went back and I said, you will not bully this kid. You will not. And he, he said, you have been my savior since I was a kid. And I, he, he bought me a ticket to go to New York to stay with him and go to see his drag show. I'm, I'm telling you, Adam, there's so many beautiful kids that have, because I decided I don't need you to be this way to accept and love you. I accept and love you for just who you are and just how you are. And man, I've had some rich relationships because of that. Yes. One thing that just strikes me is that, you know, I bet you if you sat down with somebody and just listened to their story, I would say nine out of 10, even closer to 10, you're going to have something in common with this person. And, and just listen to people. It's not about us. 
I wish people would get that. Yeah. And don't you think we all just want to be loved? It's the, it's the oh. key to all of us. We just want to be loved and yep. accepted. And when we, when we get that and, and want to be accepted just for who we are, not, not the person we portray or think we have to be to meet your demands, yeah. but the person we are deep in our inner being, if we just find those people that love and accept us, it just makes the world a better place. So let's talk about the pandemic. So for somebody like you who thrives and lives and breathes relationships, how has this been hard for you? And then what advice would you give to somebody to continue, you know, to continue to seek out relationships? We know that we definitely have to be intentional at this moment in our lives. I mean, you look at statistics right now and suicide and everything is through the roof. So what advice would you tell somebody to maybe just give them the the oomph to keep on going and to keep building those relationships? You know, I, I think this pandemic has been awful for, for a person like you and me who are very social and very, who need people. I'm all about people. People um, make me a better person and they keep me, they feel my spirit. They feel who I am. Uh, I've been blessed with a cup of overflowing love and I like to give it regularly to people. And so, you know, Adam, I had to go about it different ways. And, and a lot of that was I would seek out a lot of our kids. Uh, you know, I'd hear stories about kids. I'd get online and I posted videos to all of our kids and our parents and say, we're going to make it through this. We are. And it's we're going to make it through because we're going to learn new ways to reach out to one another, to love each other, to find ways to lift each other up through this pandemic. And I, I worked with my staff big time on reaching out to kids that they knew that they had in their classes that needed that extra somebody just to say, hey, I've been thinking about you. I've been missing you and send them an email, send them a text, whatever needs to be uh, to their families and them and check on them and make sure they're OK. But also check on each other and lift each other up because it is easy to isolate yourself, especially those that may not have a family. They are a single and they're they're living alone. And here we are in a pandemic where you can't see anybody. So I think it through this, I have really worked. What I one of the big keys for me, and one of the things I did that I think is invaluable is I went uh, right. Luckily, before the pandemic, I had bought a bunch of. Um, cards that I was going to use uh, to give out to kids and, and just send a note to kids and say, man, you're a difference maker. I appreciate who you are in this building. Uh, so I took those cards and I had, came to school almost every day and worked by myself because nobody was in the building but me and got addresses of our kids and mailed out a lot of cards to kids just to tell them, uh, I know that that being at home and alone is probably not the best place for you right now. I just needed to reach you, reach out to you and tell you that I love you and I miss you and I wish I could be with you, but I'm sending you a huge hug through this. And man, I got some kids and parents email back and saying, Ms. Bernie, you can't imagine what that note did. Like they carried it around with them in the house all over the place and showed their grandparents and me and everybody. That, and, and so I, I really put out to my staff, let's do this. Let's let's reach out. And I think you have to work harder in a pandemic from your relationship. You have to uh, get out of that what you're used to and figure out another way. But you don't stop loving. You don't stop reaching out. You don't stop caring. Uh, and that is what has carried us through. Uh, luckily, when the first wave of kids came back to this building, honestly, Adam, I stood at the top of the stairs and cried as they were walking in the building. I was just so thankful to have those kids back. And just when they come in and they want and they go, I can't hug you, Miss Springer, but give me an elbow bump. And I, it was just great to see them. 
and to figure out uh, how they were doing and to catch up with them. Uh, I still got a lot at home, but I still reach out to them at home and make sure that they're okay. And I go into teachers' classrooms while they're teaching and get on their Zoom and go, I miss y'all. And the kids are like, whisper, whisper. So I, I think, like I said, you just find ways to to make it through this pandemic and realize that we are better together and we can't forget each other. We have to reach out and find new ways to love and care for each other. So that those are the questions that I have for you. Is there anything else that maybe we missed or that you would like to say or? You know, I, I will tell you that um, I feel that this this district and what we have done here over the years, one of the things I think the best thing for me Adam, over the years here is the relationships I have built, the people I have come to know, the growth I have of, of loving and caring for kids, for their, their parents, uh, for the other teachers and staff and uh, principals and counselors and, uh, you know, everybody in the district, custodial workers and our maintenance guys and all of these people all through the years have made me feel like this is my home uh, and cared for me. Uh, and I just appreciate the love and the understanding for one another. And I'm just blessed. I'm blessed beyond measure for what I do for a living. Uh, I don't know what I would do without that, without these kids in my life. And I'm just thankful for them. And I'm also thankful for people like you that I can call my true friends. Um, and I, I love what I do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I, I mean, you are so appreciated. Um, I love when I'm just having a random conversation with somebody and your name pops up and I think to myself, she did it again. She did it again. She changed someone else's life. I mean, it's you, you really need to know that there are so many people that are who they are today because of you. So thank you. If they haven't thanked you, I'm thanking you because the world is a better place because of you. As we finish up, here's a question to our listeners. Where have you seen or experienced authentic relationships in Coppell ISD? And what are some of the things that you would like to see when it comes to this value? You can email us your thoughts at input at Once again, I would like to thank Coach Springer for speaking with me. I hope that you realize the many, many lives you have changed on a daily basis. I am honored to know you and call you friend. I would like to leave you with a quote from the late great educator himself, Fred Rogers. The whole world needs a sense of worth and it will achieve it only by its people feeling that they are worthwhile. To all of our We Value podcast listeners, thank you for joining us. And we invite you to download our We Value show notes for this episode and other episodes at www.capellisd.com slash In the meantime, subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on any of our podcast platforms, and share it with your friends and family on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us at the Coppell ISD's We Value Podcast. Thank you.